0: But around Valentine's Day of 2019, so it was actually coming up on a year now, I all of a sudden out of nowhere got this extreme abdominal and stomach pain. And I wasn't able to work from about February to July of this last year. And that's tough for, you know, an entrepreneur when, you know, it's my business and it wasn't at the point where I had a bunch of employees or whatever to work it like it was all me. Welcome to an episode of Find Your Voice, a movement led by yours truly, Aaron Dew, a guy who has overcome crippling anxiety, adversity, and difficulty like so many of you in life, whose main goal now is to help you combat your excuses, take control of your life, write your own story, and most importantly, find your voice. So now, without further ado, I welcome the host of the show himself, Mr. Aaron Dew.
1: What's going on, people? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Find Your Voice. My name is Aaron, and as always, for all the episodes before and hopefully all the episodes moving forward, I will be the host of the show. So, today is an interesting episode, and I was kind of playing around with what do I call it, and I kind of gone with should you drop out of college? Now, that's quite an interesting question, or at least for myself, and one of the things I want to make sure is that this episode does not. Cause any problems in your household. And also, I do not get any hate mail from any parents out there. But it was just an interesting question. And it was something that kind of was the theme behind this episode with Evan that I just had. And I felt it would be at least my responsibility to at least make you guys aware that being an entrepreneur or doing something slightly different, i.e., coming out of college, is okay. And it's okay depending on the type of person you are and your goals and the kind of things that make you happy. And the reason I say that is because I've done the degrees. I've done the GCSEs, the A-levels, the diplomas, and I've also done the masters as well. So I'm not sitting here saying, hey, you should just completely disregard that and become an entrepreneur. In fact, I'm probably the least entrepreneurial type of person, or at least I was growing up. So I'm now self-employed. I now work for myself. I'm now trying to create businesses and I'm not by any stretch of the imagination, trying to say, I'm extremely successful. But what I've recognized in my journey as a property developer and investor is that you can learn a hell of a lot of things and you can really gain a new perspective in life. And the things that make you happy and excited in life really start to change. And I don't necessarily think I would be the person that I am today had I stayed in corporate land. So for me it's definitely been a wise decision and I'm not somebody who I truly believed was a thoroughbred entrepreneur but the traits, the discipline, the habits, the self-development, all of that stuff I absolutely love and I've only really been able to grasp that and learn so much of that on this journey. So it's a question (laughs) I'm going to leave here and I'm not going to kind of jump one way or the other because I believe if a 9 to 5 is what you believe in your heart of hearts makes you happy and fulfilled then absolutely 100% you should stay there. But Evan's interview today was very interesting because he's somebody who started his entrepreneurial journey as a high school student. And we're going to jump literally straight into it now because this intro is longer than normal. And I don't want to get in trouble before I have even started. It. And I want you all to obviously listen to Evan on this episode because he just provides one perspective, one perspective of an individual who recognized very very early on that he's not set out for their corporate life. In fact he wants to do something more entrepreneurial and another great point he mentioned as well and this is another theme behind this episode is that he does stuff that makes him happy. So for anyone who is potentially thinking about going on an entrepreneurial route throughout life I think this episode is going to be very very important for you because there's a few things that I wish I knew when I started Four years ago because it would have just helped me so so much so without further ado guys let's get this interview on the way and once again thank you so much for tuning in okay so i would like to start by welcoming evan to today's episode of find your voice how are we doing today my friend i am doing good i'm catching up after the holidays but i am excited to be here fantastic well it's great to have you here so i was very honored actually because i was able to jump onto your podcast earlier in the week so thank you for that and i thought having got to speak to you a little bit after the episode, I thought you've got a story as well that I think the listeners will find value from. So if you wouldn't mind, in true Find Your Voice style, if you could maybe give the listeners a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your journey and what brings you here today on Find Your Voice. So I'm a
0: business owner right now. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a podcast producer. I edit and produce podcasts. And that's what I'm doing currently. I started that business when I was in high school. I was a junior in high school. And I saw everyone around me going and getting jobs at McDonald's and places like that, you know, being uh, waiters and that kind of stuff. And I knew that that wasn't really for me, although I did want some extra money, right? And so, um my mom actually, she's been involved in the online entrepreneur space for as long as I can remember. She had a podcast. And so she asked me if I wanted to take over her editing work and she would you know she offered to pay me for it and i said okay sure you know she taught me how to do it i did it and eventually she was like hey why don't you do this for other people and charge them as well and i was like um okay sure (laughs) absolutely so i um i went for it and you know then uh it kind of started to gain momentum and um And only in the last about year and a half to two years have I really, really dived into it because it took me a long time to actually find my path as far as business and and my life anyway. Um, Because I tried working at Starbucks. I lasted for about one month and then I quit. (laughs) Yeah. Because um, nothing against Starbucks, but it was just not fun. And then I went to college for a little while, but um, I actually dropped out of college not too long ago even though I had only about three or four months left until I would have finished the degree, I decided to drop out because I didn't really want a plan B. My business was my plan A and I didn't want a plan B. And I felt like any time I spent on college would be a waste of time because it wasn't really helping or impacting my business and my life in a positive way.
1: So what I love about that is most of us, especially at high school, we're kind of trying to avoid extra work or at the very least, if, <laughs> <laughs> if some of us do need a job, it's normally along those traditional routes. It's get a sales assistance job, become a waiter or just go to McDonald's. What I liked about your story there is you went into the entrepreneurial space, which is something that I think I'm almost encouraging more people to do because I feel that once you can and if you are good enough, find your way in that world, it's so much more satisfying and you learn so much more as opposed to just being Uh, product of the system and this is kind of what I want to say to any listeners here who may be thinking a normal nine-to-five job or a corporate job isn't for me maybe I need to take the jump so I want them to hear your story and see somebody who's gone out there taken a bit of a risk and done it so on that note then what's been the best thing and the worst thing about being an entrepreneur
0: that's a really good question um well I guess we'll start with the best thing yeah and to be honest, the best thing to me about being an entrepreneur and the part that I hold above pretty much all other parts of, of, of my life as an entrepreneur is the fact that I can live by by uh, I can live by this. I don't do anything that I don't want to do. Right. From when I wake up until when I go to bed at night, every minute of my day is is my choice, right? I can I can choose to do certain things. It doesn't mean that I'm over the moon loving every aspect of business, right? Yeah. Um, there are certain things that I, I want to outsource. Like I'm not great at marketing, right? So I don't necessarily like doing it, but I still do it, right? So you may think, oh, well, why are you doing that? If you live by saying, I don't do what I don't want to do, right? Yeah. Well, I know what I want. I know what I need to do to make it happen. I know what work I need to put in. And so even if some of it isn't my favorite right, to do, um, it still is my choice to do it. And it's all for me. It's not for somebody else. I love that. Um, So that would be the best part, right? As opposed to, you know, if you're in a corporate job, every minute of your day is dictated by somebody else. And everything you're doing could be something you don't want to do. So that is, for me, that's my favorite part is that my life is my own. And I would say my least favorite part, in a way, it's almost the same thing if that makes sense. It's kind of like a coin with two sides. The other side of it is because my day is all my own and everything is up to me, everything is up to me, right? No one, no one tells me what to do. Uh, I have started working with a coach, which has helped tremendously, but especially right when you're starting out, and especially if you're used to, say, if you're in high school or you're just in college, if you're used to everyone else telling you what to do, Right, because when you're in in school, you you, they tell you when your classes are, your teachers tell you what your homework is, they spoon feed you all the information you need and they give you the test, right? So all that you have to focus on is doing the stuff they tell you to do. Yeah. When you're in business, it's completely different. You have the world is your oyster, right? (laughs) Absolutely people say. Your day is all of your own. So you could, and I am very guilty of this, you could just do nothing all day. Of course. I have had days where I'm really not feeling it and I don't end up getting to work until like 5 p.m., right? So that that I say would be my least favorite part is that it's all up to me. So it can be stressful trying to think, okay, well, what do I need to do to, to start from nothing and grow
1: a successful business, right? I can echo all of those thoughts. I've had those times where I'm like, yes, I love this because I live on my own terms. I haven't got a boss telling me what to do. I haven't got to sit there and if I finish my work, just sit there until five o'clock so I, I recognize all that at the same time I have some stuff in the day I just do not want to be doing like I love this conversation I love speaking with people but when it comes to editing no I don't want to do it but I know I have to do it because <laughs> again like yourself I know where I want to go and I know what work I need to put in so again it's kind of my choice I suppose and I always use um Tim Ferriss a uh, four-hour work week because I feel a lot of people got that confused when people read that because it was a really really popular book and everyone's trying to find this four hour work week where they only have to work and what I take away from that and this is just my own perspective is actually what he's trying to say is you should only have to work if you do everything right four hours in a week on things that you may not necessarily want to do like that is your work and then the rest of the days are doing stuff that you actually love so I'm trying to get my week to where I'm only doing four hours of stuff that maybe I don't want to kind of do if that makes a little bit of sense and the structure thing was really important as well so we don't have a boss telling us what to do. So it's very, very easy to sit there with a bag of Doritos, watching Netflix, watching one episode, two, three, four, then all of a sudden it's six o'clock in the evening. And we have to kind of discipline ourselves on that. So on that note, then having nobody around you to kind of facilitate your day and tell you what you should be doing, how do you structure your day then from the moment you wake up? Well,
0: it's taken some time to figure out a good structure and to really make that happen and it's definitely still a work in progress i mean everyone's days are a work in progress i feel like but i mean i don't have the exact same structure every single day i'm definitely still working this that's one of my main things i'm working on right now as of right now i really just i wake up i make breakfast first thing and then i work for probably like two hours take some kind of break, maybe a walk, maybe some you know, something else for lunch, come back, work another two hours, take another break. I usually just kind of do two hours of work and then take a break or maybe one hour and take a break depending on how I'm feeling. Um, and then that that goes to the work, uh, work day. Some days, the main thing as well is some days I'll have calls like this. Um, and those days are more devoted to calls. So one ma- the major, I guess, tip I would have as far as structuring would be if you do calls like this, if you have any kind of meetings or things that take up your time like this, that aren't, that isn't just kind of you, you know, working, um, um, limit, limit those to a couple days because it's going to break up your day and it's going to be harder to get some of that work done when it's just you. So do like Thursday and Friday are days for calls, right? Like podcast recordings, things like that. And then Monday through Wednesday, there are days for just productive work. So yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. I'm not the greatest person to speak to the structure in the days, but all I know is I, I work for for blocks throughout the day, yeah. take breaks in between. So it's not 6 p.m. and I haven't been working for like you know, yeah, all of the whole day, and I feel horribly <laughs> tired. So that would be that would be my main thing.
1: I like that answer because it's honest. You're not painting a picture that. I think a lot of the um, entrepreneurs out there try and paint, i.e. from half five or four o'clock and some of them are even waking up at three o'clock and they're working oh my eight gosh, no. yeah, eighteen hours a day. And I just don't see that. I mean, I'm not saying that doesn't exist, but I think you're literally talking the top half a percent in the world that can do that. But for the normal mortals like ourselves, it is about trying <laughs> to find it's about trying to find our own structure. And this is why I always ask the question. So simple things that you, you said there. There's a few things that I like, which was trying to record my podcast on just a set few days or like I've just done before this call is have three in a row because then I can just focus on delivering the best podcast experience and then the other days I can focus on my property work and my health and fitness stuff so I love that and I think people should be mindful of where their energy is because we lose flow very easily as humans so we need to make sure that when we're in something we're on it 100% and also I love the the blocks bit as well because most of us will work in blocks now whether that's in the morning or whether we're a night owl, we need to find where our energy is best served. And we don't need to beat ourselves up if we're not working 18 hours a day. It's more about the kind of work that you do within those hours. So that's a great answer. And again, I'm sure in a year's time, similar to myself, you'll probably have a different structure, something a little bit more tailored towards yourself as well. I mean, do you exercise and do you do stuff like goal setting and gratitude as well?
0: Uh, yes, the The exercise is a little bit different as far as health and fitness. I'm definitely not the standard as far as that because I've had a lot of health problems. So that's very, very specific and tailored to me. Um, I haven't been able to exercise in quite a while actually, but I'm going to be reintroducing that soon. Um, as far as gratitude, I do. Yes. It's kind of like a, an ongoing thing, I suppose, where throughout the day, especially if I start to get maybe frustrated or anxious about wanting the things that I want, right, as everyone does, I always try to take a step back and look around at what I have and be like, okay, hold on. I'm doing pretty good. Absolutely. I've got a great life right now. I've got a great apartment. I live with my girlfriend. Things are going really well. Um, I, I, it doesn't mean I need to take my foot off the gas. Right. But I don't need to feel so like incredibly urgent about getting, about reaching like financial goals and things. It'd be nice. I want it. I'm working very hard for it. Yeah. But I don't want it to be this all consuming thing. And then it makes me hate my life now because it's not the life that I want to live. Right.
1: Does, yeah. does that make sense? Absolutely. 100%. And I think this is one of the curses of being an entrepreneur is that you almost recognize that you have to be patient, but at the same time, we're impatient as well. And sometimes when we're impatient, that can almost make you become dissatisfied. And that, that's almost a consuming, overwhelming experience. So you to be able to take that step back and just and have a look at all the things that you've done and just be proud of your achievements and your progress. I think that's a very, very wise thing that anyone listening to this show can take on board. So don't get stuck in the cycle of being an entrepreneur and hustling, hustling, hustling that you forget that actually, I've made a hell of a lot of progress here. I and mean, we can only ever see that when we actually stop and reflect back. So I'm guilty of that. I'm glad you've said that and you recognize that very early within your journey. So that's a great point. And you briefly mentioned there your health problems. If you wouldn't mind, if you could yeah. maybe look at that as maybe kind of your time of adversity, because I know you said you, you struggled with some health problems. If you wouldn't mind, even sharing that with the audience, but also what that taught you in terms of moving forward or the lessons or the resilience that forced you to build. I'll just give
0: a sh- kind of a short background. as exactly what happened. It's not something that's kind of clear cut and I'm still not entirely sure exactly what happened, but around valentine's day of 2019 so it was actually coming up on a year now mm-hmm. I all of a sudden out of nowhere got this extreme abdominal and stomach pain uh, i ended up coming in and out of the er about three times they did a bunch of tests and x-rays and all you know all standard er stuff and everything came out normal actually uh it's kind of funny one of the uh the second visit i went to they thought i was just coming in and trying to like scam them for drugs because wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the, they did all these tests and everything was fine right so they just thought I was coming in for narcotics, but that you know, was not the case. Yeah. My mom actually had to fly out and come in with me like, okay, look, I'm his mom. I'm here with him. He's not trying to get drugs. So why would he bring his mom?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so
0: yeah. uh, eventually uh, I went to a functional medicine doctor because all the normal doctors were trying to do was give me some pills saying, okay, take these pills. Everything should be fine. Well, spoiler alert. That's not how medicine works, right? That's so I was not fine. So I went to a functional medicine doctor, got a lot of like actual good tests done, blood tests, things like that, figured out that there was lots of different things like very low vitamin D, low white blood cell count, blocked hormone pathways. I'm not a doctor, so I can't like I'm not versed in all the jargon that he used. But suffice it to say that there's a lot of things that were wrong. And so I've been taking certain supplements and things to improve symptoms and to help actually fix those things that are wrong so I can be functioning perfectly, right. And so And I wasn't able to work from about February to July of this last year. And yeah, and so that's tough for, you know, an entrepreneur when, you know, it's my business and it wasn't at the point where I had a bunch of employees or whatever to work it. Like it was all me. So the business pretty much was on hold for that time. I'm constantly learning new things. This whole experience isn't quite behind me yet. So I have a feeling the best lessons are still to come. Or they're kind of currently being learned, so I'm not really aware of it yet. But to be honest, one of the big things was mindset. Because one of the only things I could really do if I was like laying in bed in a bunch of pain, like there wasn't really anything I could do besides use my mindset to move past it. And so when there's resiliences coming from business, and when there are things like that, I use my mindset to, to just push that away and to keep moving forward. Uh, I only think of and dream of successes that I want, right? And what my life would look like if I was feeling completely healthy, if I had the amount of money that I want, and all that kind of stuff. So eventually, when you think about that so much, it's just what I came to believe was true. And I don't know, I just I haven't thought about failure or things like that in quite a long time. Because... I never think about, oh, what if I fail or, oh, what if I'm sick forever, right? Yeah. I don't think about that. So I no longer really believe that the pain will last forever. And I no longer believe that I can really fail at business. So I don't know if that answers your question, but that I would say for right now, that's one of the biggest, you know, lessons that I've learned, at least at this stage is, is really the power of, of mindset and all of this.
1: One thing I loved with that story was you recognized that you couldn't change your physical body or you couldn't really make that any better. So what you did is you worked on the one thing that you can control. And I always say this to many people and I try and practice what I preach as well is that we can control our physical and our mental health. We can't control what people do. We can't control what our boss is going to do or what our neighbors are going to do or any external people, but we can control ourselves as much as possible. So what you've shown there is By controlling what you can, controlling the controllables, i.e. your mindset, you're now in a position where you're not necessarily thinking about failures and you're you're visualizing success and your subconscious has almost been reprogrammed and that's a lesson that I want a lot of people to work on is that what are we saying to ourselves on a daily basis, how do we speak to ourselves, how do we look at ourselves when things go wrong and how are we just changing that perspective. So I'd say 10-15 years ago if I was in your situation, I don't know the full extent of your health problems but... I'd probably feel sorry for myself, if I'm being honest. So I'd like
0: to throw in that it takes a long time to make that happen. Because, you know, of course, I did feel sorry for myself. Anyone would. You know what I mean? It did take me a long time. I mean, it's been almost a year now since I got sick. It's only in the recent couple of months, I would say, that I really, really kind of really took control of my mindset and the health got better and things kind of fell into place as far as that goes. So I wouldn't beat yourself up if, like after you listen to this episode, you're like, I'm going to think positively and wake up <laughs> tomorrow don't. and you still feel sorry for yourself. Yeah. Like, oh no, I didn't do it right. It takes a long time to get there. Like that's the hardest part of it. So you have to, whenever that happens, remind yourself, oh no, I'm not going to be sorry for myself. I'm going to visualize my successes. And eventually you, you won't even think to feel sorry for yourself. So it it does, it does take time. And I was definitely not perfect, had
1: a perfect mindset from <laughs> day one. Right. Um, It takes a long time. I love that. I appreciate your honesty actually with that. So I've done it myself where I've learned something and I thought that's probably the greatest lesson anyone can teach me. Then I try and implement it and I last two or three days and then I forget to do it. Then what happens is I beat myself up about not doing it. So let's not beat ourselves up. Let's just try and obviously implement it as much as possible. Have you got any mindset tips then, or are there any things that you do on a daily basis to help enhance your mindset? Is it a lot of reading or is it via your coaching? I mean, what what could you recommend to somebody now sitting there thinking, I just don't have this mindset that people keep saying, this wonderful word mindset? Well, the first thing I would recommend would be to have a good support system around you,
0: because if it's just you and if you're alone and if the only person who's gonna remind you to think positively is yourself, then it will be a lot harder because, you know, if you forget, then who's going to remind you, right? (laughs) Um, So have a good support system. Um, Coaches are incredible. Uh, I live with my girlfriend and she was, she really helped me through when I was really sick, helping to remind me like, you know, there is something happening to you, but a lot of what you can control is in your head. And I was like, you're right, you're right. You know, I'm okay. And so she's like, yeah, you're okay. And then so that helped. So have a good support system around you would be tip number one mental meditation is is a big one reading is a big one make sure to take time for things that you enjoy uh that's really big as well like i mean like hobbies or you know just stuff that you like doing that may not be money making activities right make sure you take time to do those of course. and yeah i mean just it really just takes time it's yeah. very small steps and you keep taking those small steps every day and you'll get there so just just visualizing i mean there's not really like a A tip or trick or hack or something that makes the mindset better. It's just time and it's dedication and commitment. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. That's a brilliant answer, actually. So I was taking notes as you were saying that and I was kind of relating it almost to my own life. So I'm going to just summarize because I think this is an important part of the show that anyone listening, take this away, try and find these small steps and these small little things in your life. So for example, the support system, that's effectively your network, the five people that you spend the most time with. Uh, The second one was your girlfriend. That's almost like an accountability partner. And I'm lucky to have my wife who sometimes if I'm not acting the way that I need to be acting or in the best manner, she'll kind of put me straight. Meditation, not something that I do. I tried it. I couldn't get a grasp on it and I probably need to go back to it. But I use the gym as my kind of form of meditation reading again self-development the stuff we put into our mouth for food i.e for nutrition it's just as important to look at the stuff we put into our heads so i i do a lot of audiobooks so i love that point and then finally the last one was the best one in my opinion just because it's something that i used to neglect and that's taking time for things you enjoy so many of us listening to this we're trying to improve our lives and we're trying to get to this next stage and really trying to find our voice and write our story but what we often do in those moments is we forget to do the things that we enjoy. And it's those things that we enjoy that, that just help keep us going in this sometimes very lonely and very difficult journey. So I think that's a fantastic point as well that you made there. So what are the things that you enjoy then?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, one thing I've been doing recently is that um, I also listen to audiobooks, but I actually listen to audiobooks just like for fun ones, not like self-improvement ones, like how a lot of uh, business owners, entrepreneurs might recommend. Because I have always, always loved reading. I love reading fiction. Right now, I'm listening through all of the Sherlock Holmes mysteries um, on audiobook. It's absolutely incredible. I would recommend that to anyone out there. So the main thing for me is it's just that it's fun, right? I like it. Yeah. As an entrepreneur, a lot of times you might think, okay, well, I'm doing this with my time. How is it benefiting me? Yeah. A perfectly good benefit. And the only reason you really need is that you like it. You know what I mean? So I I know that sometimes I have a hard time doing something if it's not like a self-improvement thing or whatever. (laughs) But no, I like it and that's all that matters.
1: That is such a brilliant point because I'm so guilty of that. So I think it was about four years ago, I went self-employed onto this new venture and I felt so guilty if I wasn't doing something that I didn't feel was adding value to either my mindset or to my business. And it's only recently now I'll do stuff on a weekly basis that I enjoy. So I'll play football three times a week because I just, absolutely love football and I'm just trying to find these little things in my life that I'm like do you know what yes it's not going to help me increase my mindset or my resilience or something but actually it's just going to make me happy definitely and that's the whole point of progressing in business as well right I mean to be happy and do things you like 100% now so on that note then Evan what I'm going to do is I'm going to segue completely into what I like to call the fun (laughs) part of the show so you probably know this bit and this is going to be 90 seconds of just very random questions. One word answers ideally or one sentence only. Perfect. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so we're going to go in three, two, one. Other than reading, what is your favorite hobby? Watching TV. (laughs) Your favorite music artist? Count Basie. Your favorite film? The Magnificent Seven, the old one. Your biggest mistake last year?
0: Not trying to find a coach or mentor
1: your proudest achievement finding a coach or mentor (laughs) (laughs) i feel like you're cheating there but i'll let you off your your favorite motivational speaker satemagali your ideal podcast guest probably also satemagali actually if you had an extra hour a day how would you spend it walking or outside the best lesson anyone has ever taught you these are
0: really good (laughs) questions (laughs) i don't think i don't think i can narrow it down to one to be completely honest everything that has to do with mindset
1: if you could get the listeners to practice one thing to benefit their lives starting today what one thing would it be gratitude if you could abolish one thing in the world what would it be
0: i mean it's probably pretty like standard on a cop-out answer but hatred i suppose
1: yeah absolutely what are you secretly good at that nobody knows (laughs) that's a good one um Poetry and writing. The ability to read minds or predict the future. Read minds. Evan, what would you like to be remembered for? Something artistic. The number one thing that annoys you? People trashing somebody else
0: online just because other people are doing it and it's cool and you jump to
1: a snap judgment so you're hating on someone. And finally, would you rather speak all languages or be able to speak to animals? Speak all languages. Love it. And we're done. So... We're kind of getting towards the end of the show now. So just a few more questions, if I may. The next one is about reflection. So I'm a firm, firm believer that obviously in hindsight, we can learn ways to get to where we currently are quicker, easier, or with less heartache. But at the same time, I truly believe the journey teaches us so much as well. So what I want to know is with all your wisdom and all your knowledge and all your experience to date, knowing what you know now, and you can maybe go back to a younger self, maybe where you weren't so sure of where you were going in life. And just whisper something in a younger Evan's ear. What would you say? Drop out of college. I <laughs> love that. First thing. Don't even go. Don't even apply. Don't even go. That
0: would be the number one thing. Just at least for my life. Um, something that could probably other people would take more would be focus, focus on one thing and commit to it. Yeah. I guess it's along the same lines for those people out there who may not be in college or already, unfortunately or fortunately depending, graduated college. And as well, I'd like to say that college and education used to be the way because you couldn't just go online and start a business whenever you wanted right you really had to go to college and get a get a degree in things but in this economy i mean that piece of paper isn't some magic piece of paper that gets you a job i (laughs) mean maybe a low-paying job but that's about it so
1: it's not the same anymore it's a low-paying job with a big 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 student debt as well oh my god yeah so just be mindful on that Okay, so before we carry on trashing the school system and the educational system, <laughs> let's move over to the last question of the of the show. So the last question I always ask is about legacy. And if in 150 years time, science fails to save us and all that exists is a book. And this book is about you. It's about your life and all of the amazing things that you've done. Firstly, what I want to know is what the title of the book would be. And then secondly, what would the summary at the back tell us about you to entice the reader to pick it up?
0: Wow that is that's that's a good and deep question i'd say the title would be something along the lines of something like live peacefully in simplicity or live peacefully doing what you love something along those lines and the summary on the back would be summarizing my journey into self-discovery and living a more peaceful and simplistic life while also pursuing certain goals and passions um and you know doing things that i enjoy so
1: i don't know how all that answers your question but that would be that would be what i what could i what i could think of right now of course i love that i always believe as well is i think the answer will slowly change i think the core fundamentals and your core values will probably be the same but there'll probably be a slight element of what you want to do because as we get through life our perspective changes so me as a 20 year old I probably want to earn a hell of a lot of money for example me as a 30 year old in my 30s now that living peacefully in simplicity doing what I love that's where I want to be now so uh, I I get that and I'm eager to kind of see where or how I would answer that question in 10-15 years time so very interesting and just before we close the show and give you a chance to obviously share your podcast share your work and obviously connect with the audience Are there any questions that you wish maybe I had asked you today? Or is there anything else that you want to leave the listeners with? I
0: can't think of any questions that I would have wanted you to ask necessarily. As far as uh, what I would want listeners to, to know and to take away would be just, it's okay to, and it's good to have goals and actively work to achieve them. But try to think and remember to take a step back and realize that, you know, there is a life happening to you right now in this very moment. And so it's okay to take a breath and enjoy that, right? You don't have to feel bad for not doing some money making activity every second of the day, right? Um, If you have a free hour, like you said, if there was an extra hour in the day, you don't have to feel like you need to answer that by saying, I would work on my business or I would Build a new skill or something like that. You can just say nothing. Nothing is a perfectly great answer. And as Winnie the Pooh, one of my favorite favorite characters, would say, uh, "Nothing is is my absolutely favorite thing to do." He said something along those lines. I forget the quote, but I love doing nothing, and uh, it's
1: okay to like doing that. So that would be something that I'd like to leave listeners. That's fantastic advice, and I almost felt like you were saying that to me personally because that's one of the the things that I struggle with so so much is having that time, that downtime. I know I recently I've been trying to get into the football and doing the things that I enjoy, but for four years, that was probably the thing that I regret the most. So if there's anyone going through this journey now or on a path to finding your voice, make sure that you just take those last few words from Evan that he said so eloquently about just taking a step back and realising there's a life happening to you right now. So it's okay to take a breath and enjoy that. So that's absolutely fantastic. And finally what is the best place then people can connect with you they can follow your podcast or just maybe maybe there's a podcaster out there who needs somebody who to help them with production or any of the other amazing things that you're doing where can they reach you my website is
0: ipodcastedit.com my podcast is called path to podcast success um and i'm most active on facebook uh evan bradley johnson is is my profile on facebook um And yeah, what I do is podcast production. So if you have a podcast or if you want to start a podcast, I always offer one free podcast coaching session. So you're welcome to reach out to me via Facebook or or I know all my website has all my contact info. If you've had an idea or if you've been sitting on an idea or if you
1: have a podcast but don't really know what to do. So yeah, go ahead and reach out if you feel like it would help you. Absolutely I, I love that so make sure because I'm always preaching to anyone that listens to this especially the listeners who listen to the end and that have really been supporting me and following this movement I'm telling every single person go out there and share your story do a podcast I know that everyone has a story and something within them that they need to share with the world because I feel it'll add value and even if it is just inspiring 10 people or if it's 10,000 people that's still very very important work And there's nothing more fulfilling especially for myself, when you get feedback from somebody because you've shared your story, because most likely we're all going through the same kind of things and it's just about learning and growing with each other. So take advantage of that. Thank you for obviously offering that free coaching session. I think people will definitely learn a hell of a lot from yourself. And I'd just like to thank Evan from the other side of the world for his time today and sharing his incredible knowledge of entrepreneurship and just finding happiness in life. And for everyone else at home, Thanks for listening.
0: Same here. Thank you. Because I really, really, really enjoyed you know our conversation right now on your podcast. And remember, this podcast is absolutely free. So all we ask in return is for you to share this with a friend and drop us a five-star review over on iTunes. Have an awesome day.